This is Black Friday Record Store Day. Three, two, one. Untitled Beatles Podcast. When Black Friday comes, going down to Muswell Room. Where are you going? I never know what the lyric is. uh, It is a tune from Steely Dan's Katie Lyde album, Black Friday. Great song. It is also a Republican's least favorite holiday. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Hi, TJ. Welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. How are you today? I'm good, but why do they got to talk politics so early? <laughs> yeah, we got to download this at 5 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> we get it out of the way early, man. And then we talk about the Beatles and then all sorts of other things. You know, it's kind of like a Beatles and podcast. Beatles and trademark mm-hmm. that. Write the book. Yeah, here we go. We're writing it, TJ. Every day, every day I write the book. I'm giving you another look. Declan McManus. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Black Friday Record Store Day, the Beatle-related releases, and all that, man. How are you feeling? Like, we, we just spent at least 10 hours each listening to the new Paul McCartney 7-inch box set. Yes. So we're a little fried. I feel a little fried. How about you? Yeah, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Uh, we're going to talk by the time this airs, we'll have talked about it on our uh, Twitch and Shout show, but what you can seek out for money. Uh. <laughs> I don't even know this true. <laughs> we should Beetle Fan Magazine still lists some dude with like a PO box in East Moline who's just selling bootlegs on CD. Oh, that's awesome. But we should sell our outtakes as bootlegs and an ad in Beatle Fan Magazine right under the Gorky Beatles fan club in Russia, which is my favorite, too. Well, we, we'll get to the Maca 80 single, 159 track box set uh, on another episode. Uh, today, we're talking about record. No, 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 no. How do you oh. leave out freedom? This is my right. A <laughs> right true. given by G hyphen D. That's the one track left off. That's why it's an odd number of tracks. They left freedom <laughs> off. They could have put it on the B side of Party Party, you know, instead of that artistic etching. But yeah, the, the etching, which I, made me have some fetching about the etching. <laughs> well, let's let's save all that, man, because yeah, we haven't we'll even. T- yeah, I want to talk about that with you, but in a proper context. We have yeah. chronologically before the Maca box set dropped, we had Black Friday Record Store Day at the end of November, the Friday after Thanksgiving here in the United States. It's called Black Friday. It's you shop till you shit. <laughs> and uh, it's it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> Being around people and shopping <laughs> and cut cutthroat sales and shoving and Did you ever wait in line for stuff? Did you ever never, get there early? Never. I never wanted a Cabbage Patch Kid. I had a pound puppy, though, but I didn't, like, beat someone's grandmother up for it. Like, I just bought it <laughs> in June or whenever. 
<laughs> Remember that brief KB Toys promotion? If you kick a grandma's ass before 5 a.m., you get your own Cabbage Patch Kid. In Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, it was a near riot. One woman broke her leg. Four others were hurt. One store official armed himself with a baseball bat. Hold it! Hold it! Hold it! We're off to a wonderful start. <laughs> If you do say so yourself, <laughs> I'm gonna say so myself. This is All me. Right. This is Tony talking. Myself. <laughs> I do not speak for TJ when I say we're off to a great start. Um, hey, let's do this department. Let's take a visit now to the Untitled Beatles podcast Department of Corrections. Okay, so recently we had a rerun. A deluxe reissue from about two years ago. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, our post-breakup compilation. You you did a nice cut on that. That was your cut. Thank you so much, Thank TJ. And in that somewhere, I think I made a remark, this is over two years ago, that the Ballad of John and Yoko had been taken off of the Spanish compilation 1967 to 1970 because of the mention of Christ in the song, right? Christ, you know it ain't easy. They're going to crucify me, right? Christ, you know it. But sharp-eared listener Mark Wright, out there in the UK, man. Hey, UK. Hi, Mark. Uh, he said, quote, it was a reference to Gibraltar near Spain. The Rock of Gibraltar is British territory that Spain lays claim to as its own. So to the Spanish, Gibraltar is not near Spain. It's part of Spain. Hence why Franco's government took that track off their pressing. You can get married in Gibraltar near Spain. Yes. In addition, because the Christ thing was also a factor. In fact, New Zealand actually had a special edit on the radio where they replaced Christ with like a drum beat or something. So if we can find that, that'd be cool. I've never heard that. You can get married in Spain. You know it easy. Did you ever hear the edit that had former Channel 2 weather woman Mary Kay Kleist edited in and it was Kleist, you know it ain't easy? <laughs> So storms have a lot of lightning here south of Kankakee. So thank you, Mark, in the UK. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That was on Facebook he found us. Yeah, and uh, like Supertramp, another great British artist and band said, right, right, you bloody Mark, right. Right, right, right. You bloody well right. Yeah, breakfast in the UK. How about that? Yeah. Blood sausage. <laughs> when Beans. <laughs> Blood sausage, see a physician. Right. <laughs> you bloody well right. Black pudding, that's what I'm getting at. Black pudding, mm. baked beans, tomatoes. Kippers and mash, bangers <laughs> and mash, mash and after mash. Sausage and mash, yeah. <laughs> a lot of mashing going on there. <laughs> you know, Tony, suicide's painless, but you know what isn't? The topic you're about to throw to, which I don't know what it is. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say that we're on Facebook, you know, find us. We're on Facebook. We're on Discord. Uh, we're on TaskRabbit now, too. So, like, if you need your, your gutters cleaned or you need us to assemble some furniture, perhaps do some dusting. I spent all day dusting. You think it's not true. It's true. Better slow down your mouth. Uh, yes, you can find the Untitled Beatles podcast. We're on TaskRabbit, so look for our hourly wage. TJ, I think you charge a higher wage than I do, huh? Well, the reason for that, for dusting, is I close my eyes 
Something about Task Rabbit. I'm too lazy to write a parody. <laughs> oh, there goes the money. <laughs> you were supposed to write that, and we're supposed to make 40K. Well, no, 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 it's not too late. See, here's the bit. I'm a fish. Dust in my fins. You got fins to the left, fins to the right. If you don't know what to do at a Buffett concert, you're the asshole and the genius. <laughs> Hold on, man. So if you're at a Buffett concert, there's what are you talking? I don't know this stuff. <laughs> what do you have to do? You have to do something? Got, Hokey pokey song, shit? In the, in the song Fins, I've been to one Buffett show. I'll never forget this. <laughs> Shout out to my dear friend, Charlotte. We went in 96. We were the only Jews on a party bus from a bar in Halstead. Everyone needed napkins. Guess who had all the napkins? Because it's what we do. We have napkins and utensils. And we also, so drunk, couldn't find the bus in the album. Pine Valley uh, parking lot, but during fins, everybody puts their arms, they go fins to the left, and you've got to put your arms to the left, they go fins to the right, and you got to put your arms to the right, and everyone does it. It's very weird. Fins to the left! Fins to the right! Now, do the people on stage, do they then have to go audience right? Uh, you know, like, what's the what's the situation <laughs> no, on no, no, stage? No, 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 stage right. <laughs> stage right. You go fan stage left. No, my left. What? <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> Upstage fans. Downstage fans. No, upstage. You, oh, clearly you're an improviser. You think upstage means towards the audience. Use the whole proscenium stage. What? I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, thank you. Of course, thank you for that. We can that that there there that does that. <laughs> yes, my friend, that does that. Well, now it's time for another edition of Stars Search. Where can I hear Beatles bootlegs? Stars Search. What does your husband think about bootlegging? Part of the people. As you know, TJ, our young listener star has a penchant for digging up uh, unreleased gems from the Beatleverse. And today she has blessed us with a Macca selection. It's her first, you know, she's a John person. But thank you for submitting this Paul McCartney kind of a bootleg. It's the piano demo for the Rockestra theme. Talk out there, TJ, about Back to the Egg, maybe even London Town getting the super deluxe treatment. Yeah, those are the next two in line, although on a personal level, 
if I had to really choose, I would take Press to Play and Broad Street as my next two, but that's just because wow. I've, got, I've got some problems. I realize I do. Yeah, what is wrong? With I, I, you know how much I love Press to Play. And boy, will we get to that because it's got the most singles of any album Paul ever released, which I love so much. Is that right? Um, it, it, just, it, it just feels like it. I'm listening to the box. I'm like, wow, it's a lot of Press to Play and a lot of Press to Play B-sides. Um, yeah, uh, I love Back to the Egg. I read on some, might have been on the Steve Hoffman forum, uh, people were alleging that it's the orchestra song with all the performers on it that's causing some delay uh. because of royalties. I, I don't know that that's true, but that's just the speculation I've read because those two are long delayed. I mean, London Town and Back to the Egg have not been remastered since those 93 British releases that are the ones that are currently streaming that are kind of harsh and I think maybe not as good as the Capital ones from 88 or 89. Hmm. So I hope those both come out really soon, Tony. Where, I mean, I know you feel the same way. You're you're back to the egg guy as well. Yeah, I like back to the egg. London Town I still feel is real sleepy. I think it's got a couple songs on there, but uh, for me, like I, I don't spin that one too much, but I've... I like Back to the Egg, for sure. Yeah. You'll spin it on I will Back to the Egg a little more. <laughs> I will. Paul doing a combination of, like, New Wave and Queen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like those yeah. really fast Queen songs. <laughs> oh, pa pa Paul, hashtag Paul loves Latifah. <laughs> I did too. Who you going Me too. To <laughs> Unity. Yeah. I love Queen Latifah. Yeah, man. Who you calling a bitch? Not Fridays on CBS. I feel like now she's so on. Weird. Th there's a generation of like late '80s, early '90s rappers who are now exclusively on CBS shows. It's. I mean, that's great, but it's so weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I was like looking for something to watch the other day and there was some like Ice Cube comedy movie with him like holding a shovel or something going like, huh? You know, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Ice Cube used to be fucking scary. Like, you know what I mean? Like in a cool way, you know in what I mean? In a great way, yeah. <laughs> Ice Cube is Tim Allen in yeah. Santa what? <laughs> exactly. It's like, all right, all right, yeah. whatever, man. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. Yeah. Uh well, thank you, Star, for submitting that Paul McCartney bootleg. Star search. Well, TJ, did you celebrate Black Friday Record Store Day this year? I did, and I didn't think I'd have the opportunity to do so because living in the Chicago suburbs now, great suburb right on the border, Evanston, Illinois, there are a couple great record stores, but I don't know them quite as well. It's the city record stores I grew up going to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got a kid now and it's hard to get into the city and it's hard to do stuff. And on a beautiful day, my son and I took the Evanston Express uh, into the city and went to Reckless and went to Groovin High. And I did a very late after telling you I wasn't going to go. I did a very late record store day and I came home with some goodies. Oh, so awesome. I wound up going and I'm thrilled and I wanted to save that information for you for this reveal because <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to go and I wound up going and my son got to get some of it, uh, some of the experience too. That's awesome, man. Well, happy records, belated record store day to you then, Black Friday. You too. <laughs> and, and you went. I went, man. This is the first time I actually was one of those guys that was uh, standing outside before the, the stores opened. It was a cold Sunday. Uh. 
No, Friday. Friday. <laughs> it felt like a Sunday, but it was a Friday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the record store in my neighborhood opened around 9 a.m. I got into line at 8.15. Cup of coffee? Did you have a coffee with you? I brought my tumbler of coffee. And then uh, I realized I didn't bring my wallet either. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and... Um, it occurred to me that I have on my phone, you can just pay with your phone if they do Apple Pay or whatever it is. But and you only have Diners Club on your phone, right? I just said Diners Club, but yeah, luckily the record store <laughs> in my neighborhood does Diners Club. So. It's easy to spot a member of the club. Last year, Diners Club members had over 10 million fine meals, took over 500,000 vacations, and savored many helpings of chop suey. A Diners Club member. A Diners Club member. If you want to be one, call 800-525-7000. So this is my first time doing this whole record store thing. Usually I don't like lines. I don't, you know what I mean? And then it's like, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't that thrilled about the selection of things that were going to be there, but there were a few Beatle things for sale. Um, Ringo had Old Wave, a uh, new edition of Old Wave coming out on vinyl. Which uh, is a Ringo mashup with New Edition, who then became <laughs> Boys to Men. Have you heard Ringo's Mr. Telephone Man? Well, have you? I'm Ringo and I play the drums. In addition to Old Wave, uh, there was like, uh, like a, what was it? Ringo's Ringo the Fourth on like blue or orange vinyl. Uh, there was a Dark Horse compilation, and then, of course, Ringo Live at the Greek 2019, two LPs. Yellow LPs. So I, I, went in, I went in line for us. I went in line for the Beatles. You know, usually I sit these things out. And I will say, it was, it was done very well at the record store. While we were all waiting in line, someone from the store came out and handed us a list of all the stuff they had, all the record store day releases they had, and they gave you a pen. And so you go through the list and you you mark what you want and then they open the doors and then, you know, it's kind of first come, first serve. All the record store day records are all there ready to go. And you hand the guy, the owner of the store, your list and he calls it out and the guys, the people get them. So it was it was done really well. Uh, that said, they did not have any Ringo records uh, at this store. I even said any Ringo and he's like, no, Ringo. He said very sad. No Ringo. Yeah, no Ringo. But they had the Dark Horse comp. So I checked that off. And then, you know, I was waiting in line for 45 minutes, right? And so you're staring at this list and you're just like, well, I should get more than one record, right? I'm here, you know? And you start checking things like I'm a Devo fan. So I saw that Gerard Casale had an EP. I didn't know it was an EP, but it was an EP. But I checked that one. And then I, and now, now the store is open and I'm like seven away from getting, you know, served. And I'm like, oh, I should get one more rule of threes. Right. And I noticed that there's a, a, a little note on one of the records, this uh, Brazilian band, Novos Baianos. It says one of the most important Brazilian groups. And it's like, well, it's a record store recommendation. Those are good. These are record people. Yes. You know? These are high fidelity people, right? <laughs> oh, no assholes in the bunch, Tony. <laughs> Nobody's ever given me a look for being the record kid who also had a polo shirt on in high school. Records are people have always treated the guy with the polo shirt and Cubs hat great. 
Especially the ones getting really excited about Old Wave, a Canadian pressing of Old Wave. Oh my, you've got the CD single of Figure of Eight? (laughs) That's me. Oh oh my God, both all my trials with the black cover and the white cover? The CD singles. You guys are snobs. No, we're not. No, seriously, you're totally elitist. You feel like the unappreciated scholars, so you shit on the people who know less than you. Which is everybody. Yes. It's just sad. So I checked that one. So I got three records, right? Now, it should be noted that on this list that they hand you, the prices are not listed on these records, okay? Right. <laughs> so I go there, and all, all three LPs that I checked, they, they still have them, and it's hooray. And so I go to pay. How much do you think three, quantity three, 12-inch records, this is two LPs and an EP, how much, how much do you think it cost? As somebody who also shopped in records for a day, I'm going to go ahead and say that was $60. $95.88. <laughs> oh, no. $95. Great year. <laughs> $95 and $88 bears are two of the underrated teams. <laughs> 88 bears. <laughs> if the Super Bowl trophy was awarded to the team that overcame the toughest tests, the Chicago Bears would be the winner. Players relieved Mike Ditka of his cigars after his heart attack, then fired them up when he was named Coach of the Year. So, yeah, so the Dark Horse compilation was $27.99. The Gerard Casale EP, which is, it was just two songs with two remixes of each song. That was $21.99. Oof. And then the Novos Bayanos thing was $36.99 for a record. A double? No, it's a single record. I mean, it's blue and yellow vinyl. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. University of Michigan fans. You know, yum, yum. Sorry, that's maize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, I, I had this sense of guilt going home, like, you know, and I, I remember we, I even got on Slack and I took pictures of everything and was like, yeah, yeah I just spent a about a hundred bucks on three records. You know, it's not, it's not the old days, <laughs> you know, it's not. And you even said in part of that, our Slack communication, you said, I love record stores and want them to make money. But was, was, which I thought was a clarifying comment. I agree with you. I want more record stores. I want them to stay in business, but $37 for a record store day purchase of a band you've never heard of is a bit, bit steep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm hip. I'm hip. Okay, so what I did, TJ, because I spent so much money, I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm getting here. So I streamed the records before I, like, cracked the uh, the, the shrink wrap. And that Casale EP, I did not care for it. <laughs> like, I didn't even like it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love Devo, but this was just like, oh, I don't like this music. And then I listened to the the Novos Bayanos record, you know, so I like Brazilian, like Tropicalia. Like I was a big fan of that band Os Mutantes, which came out just a little bit before. Uh, this record came out. Uh, 
I love all those records. So I was expecting something. I was kind of expecting something like that. But I listened to it, and it's good. It's not bad. It's good. Is it $37 Yeah, good? man. Is it $37 good? No. But the answer was no. So what I did was a, a, a few days later, actually, I went back and I returned the Casale EP and the, the Novus Bayanos LP, and I got like 60 bucks back. <laughs> but I spent like a good hour in the store, and I got four LPs and 10 45s for the same price for 60 for 60 bucks. So they got their money. They did get their money from me. I gave my yeah, money back to them. it all worked out. Yeah, so it's a conundrum, man. The reason why they're charging, I think, thirty-seven bucks for the, for this physical copy of this record is because you can just stream it for pennies a serving or whatever. You know, we're all, for the most part, many of us are consuming music by streaming, and the artists do not really see a lot of money from that. And therefore, if if you do, if you are the rare person that wants to buy something physically. Yeah, then now they're going to have to charge you like four times as much, you know? Yeah, it's it's a big problem because I've been buying, I've never stopped buying records. I mean, let me take that back. I don't want to be that obnoxious. Probably from college until my late 20s, I stopped buying records. Unless they were Beatle related, I wasn't buying anything. And then I got a turntable when I was 28, 29 years old, a, a basic Sony turntable. And I started going back to then secondhand tunes and then pretty soon after Dave's records. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. It's going in a month or so. Dave's is going to be gone at the end of the month. One of the great record stores in the city. Yeah, I think it closes officially um, at the end of the month. And, um, you know, then going to my parents got divorced and all of a sudden I lived uh, three blocks from Reckless on Broadway for my last two years of high school. Um, And I was buying records uh, for a little bit of that time. And... The difference, like, you could literally, Tony, in 2008, buy a a good or very good copy of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon for $12.99. That same album in 2022 is going for $27.99, a used copy. Like, it's it's not just the new stuff. The you Like, something like Zeppelin, you can't get, like, good plus copy or above of Zeppelin 4 for less than $20. That's insane. That yeah. to me is the insanity of it. Yeah. What I thought would just be forever when you go into a record store and you can get records for under $5, you know, they're not in great shape, but like, oh, let me just take a chance. I've never heard this Badfinger record or whatever, you know, yeah. before streaming Who cares if it's that. got some pops? Yeah. Yeah. Like those days are just gone, you know? You know? And maybe they'll come back again in some other form. I mean, they, they're, they're coming back to CDs, you know, we went to the exchange in uh, Illyria, El Rara. El Rara. Giddy up, In Illyria. And it was like all the CDs were like $4.99, $3.99, you know. Who knows what shape they're in because CD skipping is a thing. That doesn't, you can't really fix that. No. Well, if you take an alcohol swab and some heroin, you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. you listening to Make things the chords are gone 
Oh no, I like this this part of the song. <laughs> it's, it's oh, it's just the <laughs> remix. No, my CD's busted. So that was my record store day experience. What was yours? Yeah, like I said, about four in the afternoon, my son and I took the Evanston Express to Belmont because I know there's a couple record stores there. There's the uh, recently moved Reckless. Yeah, Not recently it was pre-pandemic, but Reckless forever. Reckless when I was growing up was, I believe, in the site of a former Rose Records turned entertainment outlet on the east side of Broadway, Broadway. just yeah. uh, just south of Belmont. Yeah, yeah, and Annoyance Theater was was there. Uh, the first location of Annoyance Theater was right there. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that was there, and then it moved across the street and a little further south in a really cool location as well, and now it's on Belmont, on the east side of Belmont. Excuse me, south side of Belmont, south, east side yeah. of Belmont. I don't know. I'm not living Chicago anymore. On the <laughs> yeah, south side of Belmont. See, look what the burbs do to your brain. <laughs> Dude, just, uh, don't you dare. You wipe <laughs> that from your mouth immediately, <laughs> young man. I'm still a city guy. <laughs> the suburbs have killed me. Cake eater over here. <laughs> do you love the band Cake, big suburban band. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. Yeah, so I, I love Reckless, and there's also a shop a little bit further west on Belmont on the uh, called Groove and High. Okay, that cool. I don't know the owner's name. Good God, it's one of the great lost record stores in the city. It's never open, but when it is open, it is amazing. His prices are good. That's where I got my first vinyl copy of Gone Tropo a decade ago. Holy <laughs> never, shit. Ne- never had Gone Tropo on vinyl. Like, God, I got to have an original 82 Gone Tropo, right? <laughs> got it. Uh, but yeah, so I figured I'd find what I wanted. And the three there were three things I wanted. And they were the Ringo Live with the Greek vinyl. Because the only other Ringo Live vinyl, which I have, is on Ryko Disc, and it's from the first All-Star Band Tour. There's no other live Ringo album. So the novelty of two live Ringo Star albums from the greatest drummer and the greatest band in history is kind of cool, just to kind of have. <laughs> That's where I'm at in my life. And I also wanted an old wave, because even though I have a Canadian pressing, I wanted one pressed are available in America new for the first time. <laughs> must collect all the records. Don't look at me. It's way too... Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, don't look at you. Uh, the guy who's got two copies of Old Wave. I see one. So is that the new one there? Is that the record store? It's day? a new one. I'm, I'm going to get to the specifics in a minute because it has... Arguably the second greatest thing on a Beatle album after File Under Rock. It's got on the cover on the OBI strip. It's my favorite OBI strip in history. Oh, uh, and I the, love it. And the, the other thing I wanted was the uh, the best of uh, Dark Horse Records, just for the novelty. That's, yeah. I know nothing. I know a bunch of the Apple artists. I know very little of the Dark Horse. Like, I, I'm, I know who Splinter is. I know the stair steps were the five stair steps. Before this, I hadn't heard anything. And I managed to get all three, and my son got to help me pick them out, and like he got to help ask. You got the live at they had live at the Greek. My friend Grooven <laughs> High Records had one copy wow. of Live at the Greek, and Reckless had Old Wave, which I'm so excited to hear it's not been opened yet. 
and the George Harrison Dark Horse compilation. Not, no, no, there's no George Harrison to be found on here, but it is a Dark Horse compilation. No, there's here. no George on so, it. So, yeah, I get the three things I wanted. <laughs> well, technically, I think he plays guitar on uh, one of those Splinter songs. So, technically, he does appear on this album at one point. Yeah, but that guitar can't keep from crying, because how do you not at least put something from 33 and a third on there? It does go to 1977, after all. Um but if I had a lot of disposable income, I would have bought the Marshall Crenshaw 40th anniversary oh, yeah. uh, self-titled debut from 82, which had a bonus disc with some of the demos. I've heard most of them. They're great. But, you know, I already have a 180 gram Marshall Crenshaw yeah. uh, debut album that I've listened to three times. I don't need that's kind of where I was at. Like, yeah. yeah, man, even if I had all the money in the world, I'm not going to rebuy that again. So, yeah, I got what I wanted. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, yes. Okay, so we've do, we've uh, done a deep dish on Old Wave about a year or so ago. So if you want, and here's our second. <laughs> yeah, now we're gonna do it again. Because <laughs> that's what you do on Record Store Day. You buy records you already have and spend more money. This this album this episode is gonna cost you thirty eight bucks. By the way, <laughs> now that's a thirty eight special. <laughs> Well, what's on this Obi-Wan Kenobi strip there on your, uh, you Dude, called it an OBI all, strip? What does that mean, OBI? I've never heard that. Uh, yeah, the, the these strips, uh, I, I don't know, but they're called OBIs. Yeah. A lot of Japanese mm, pressings. Look that Most up. Japanese pressings of things have these strips, both on the CD and on the vinyl. Stop! Obi strip. Obi strip. Did I call it an OBI? <laughs> Did I make up a name? I guess. It's like your Beatles VI thing. The, the term obi designates the sash around a kimono. So there you go. It's like a Japanese thing. Well, in, in the States, it's OBI. It's the accepted. <laughs> yeah, VI. I know. So, okay, but OBIs, OBs, <laughs> fuck me. I'm not... Well, OB strip also sounds like it's a tampon or something, you know, like you hear OB, like you think it's just the letters right. OB. It's OBI is how it's spelled, but you say OB. Okay, all right. So, so this is a bright red OB strip. <laughs> yeah, coming out um, of your kimono. Hey, what's that Ringo record doing inside your kimono? <laughs> I didn't mean to brag when I've come out of a few kimono. All right. Um, so here's the deal. This OB strip actually says it's RSD Black Friday, and it says 1983 after the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fact check that. I, th I thought the Beatles broke up in 84 at the, <laughs> at the Olympics. <laughs> Remember when... Uh, they, they had the uh, big Beatle reunion at the Olympics just so they could break up. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Produced by Joe Walsh and Russ Ballard includes bonus track for the very first time on vinyl. They are yeah. selling you get the early version of as far as we can go on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. cool to have this album was never made or never sold in the States before. It's just fun to go into a record store and buy for the first time in America a copy of Old Wave. Uh, that's a, a pressing design for the States. It's kind of wonderful. It is cool, and you get a bonus track. I mean, it's the world's <laughs> yes. worst bonus track, but it's a bonus track. Uh, have you heard the live album, World's Worst Bonus? <laughs> There's <laughs> getting a live album in a moment. Let's get your thoughts yeah. on Dark Horse. 
Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Like I said, uh, $27.99 is what I paid for it. It's uh, Dark Horse Records, the best of 1974 to 1977. 12 remastered tracks featuring Ravi Shankar, Splinter, Attitudes, Jiva, Henry McCullough, Stair Steps, and Kenny Burke. And yeah, it's just a simple black cover. It's got the Dark Horse, the horse itself, the logo. The back of it's just black and the lettering is red. I don't know. Font Lover's Corner has not. Uh, they're on vacation, so I don't know what font it is. <laughs> it's the holidays, after all. <laughs> it is the holidays. I gave Font Lover's Corner the, <laughs> the the month off. But they better be back in the office in, in 1Q23. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to crack that whip, and you're going to make up for that lost time come January. <laughs> this is America, after all. There's no vacation. Work till you die. We're going to take your social security away, too, by the way. So after you retire, you're fucked. (laughs) The best of Dark Horse Records. An album that features no George Harrison. No George Harrison. Tony, it's the dumbest thing in the history of... I I like this album quite a lot, but I I will start by saying it's the dumbest thing. (laughs) To not throw on, like... True love, or I mean, anything like Crackerbox. Right? Come on, come on. Well, starting off, I think it starts with a strong track. It starts with, I think, my favorite track on the whole thing uh, Ravi Shankar's I Am Missing You, which was his foray into like pop music. I thought it was cool. It was produced by George. Ringo's on this, Billy Preston, Keltner, Nippy, Nick, Nippy Russell. No, <laughs> Nikki Hopkins. Nippy, Nippy Russell called in sick. Nipsey Russell. Jesus. <laughs> Nip, Nippy Russell is his porn doppelganger. <laughs> what is your poem, Nipsey? I just saw a movie about a mermaid. Don't understand the reason why. It's not enough woman to make love to and too much fish to fry. <laughs> Nicky Hopkins, Tom Scott is on there as well. So I think it starts off very magically. I think it's got a great melody, which is sung by his sister-in-law, Lakshmi. talk about my love of sax on this show a lot which is about it's it's half right okay it's turned into this thing we're like oh it's a saxophone he must like it it's like no 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 dude we just i'm, I'm, I'm gonna pause you there yeah. you and i just saw a movie together and you told me your favorite classic rock song is gary rafferty's baker street <laughs> Well, it's because that's for our producer, Casey. I'm trying to get on his good side. So he gives me, so I get a raise, TJ, and you don't. <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, I'm the sidekick. You drive the show. Yeah, right, yes. Producer Casey Baker produces the show. Producer Casey produces. Producer Casey produces the show. 
Producer Casey produces. No, so this is an example yeah. of saxophone I don't like. I think there's two schools of saxophone. There's like honking, there's rock and roll, there's that that experimental stuff. You can do some cool shit with a sax. And then there's like the Kenny G stuff and the Tom Scott, the L.A. kind More of More your like, style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More Elements my... Memory, Tom Scott, Kenny G. <laughs> But there's two, you know, it's just like a guitar. There's like certain guitar sounds that, you know, oh, that's whack. And then the other is cool or whatever. Right. So I liked this song. I am missing you. I thought it was a good song. You know why I like the sax in this? Because it feels like it was lifted. It's the same sound as listen to what the man said. Ah. The sax in this is a very similar year, similar component. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't expecting this when I saw the lead-up track was going to be a Ravi Shankar thing, especially having just seen Concert for George with you. I was expecting more of like a raga, more of a uh, of a traditional Indian song. This was very Western. Yeah, yeah. You get that, though, on the next song, Dispute and Violence, which has that kind of chanting and it's conjuring conflict. <laughs> Was this used in an episode of Columbo? Oh, you want to? My my note very similar. Saxophone Detective Express <laughs> arrives. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was like some kind of like 9 p.m. detective uh, <laughs> the CBS Late Movie vibe going <laughs> <Totally>. on. <laughs> uh, then, then we get a couple songs from Splinter, which I, I like these. I, I, I will say this. I think side one, I definitely much preferred to side two. That's me. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, okay, that's interesting. Yeah? I do think it's the only track on a Beatle-related album whose first line out of the gate is a, a dirty old hole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's not even like a Ringo lyric, you know? (laughs) He would at least get Liverpool in there. (laughs) In that first sentence. Dirty hole, I left you. Dirty old hole in the side of the road For the man who cleans the streets Open pop doors where the working class goes at night Written on walls where the cats never crawl For the glass along the top Man, I was born there, I'm gonna walk right back Well, to me, this band sounds like in one moment they sound like George's, like if George had discovered Badfinger, I think Splinter is George's Badfinger. 
And then on the next yes. song, Lonely Man, it's like that that's George's Beach Boys or something. That kind of domestic hippie pop. I really like that Lonely Man song. I know we dropped it on the show one other time, but uh, that was a hit in Japan and was actually re-recorded with Japanese lyrics. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's it it sounds like it comes off of bad fingers. <laughs> it sounds like it come. I didn't realize how this would sound. It sounds like it comes off of bad fingers ass. But, but the TJ, album, TJ, shame on you! Don't talk like that on the Untitled the, Beatles podcast. The, it feels no, it feels that period like of like. Don't um, say the word period. Ew. This, this, I think this just came off Bad Fingers' ass. This came no, it came off of Bad Fingers' Obi, Obi slip. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Ass, of course, is the Badfinger album. Yes. Yeah, that's album what I'm title. saying. I just realizing <laughs> the note I took is not Badfinger's apostrophe ass. Um, there's also a lot of die. Uh, for a minute, there's a fiddler on the roof vibe. There's a lot of die, 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 dies in this thing. I'm there, like, all right. There is. All right, yeah. Splinter. I'll see it show. Well, then we get this band called Attitudes, who I, I had never heard of these guys before. No. But, I'd heard of yeah. them, but I'd never heard. You know, I, I've read a bunch about the, these people, Tony. This was my first time hearing any of them. I hadn't heard any of this before. Uh, so for that reason alone, this album is wonderfully instructive. Because, you know, with, with Apple, you know, obviously, James Taylor, but Badfinger, Mary Hopkin. But with the Dark Horse label, I just don't. I hadn't heard any of this music before. And I, this feels like what a genre I love. I know you're not quite as keen on that. I call yacht rock soul because it's got that kind of like mid seventies Venus flytrap would have definitely played this. Like you know, I love the Earth, Wind, and Fire. Got to get you into my life, and this feels cut from that cloth. Yeah. So basically, these were the L.A. session guys from the Extra Texture sessions. They vibed. It's David Foster. I think that's why I'm like, I'm kind of sour on this. I'm not a David Foster fan. Did you watch? Have you seen that doc of him? I haven't. He's he's just kind of the worst. I'm going to get a better vocal out of this singer than he or she has ever done before or ever will do again. David Foster. David Foster. David Foster. Foster. But anyway, it's David Foster. It's Jim. It's Jim Keltner. It's Danny uh, Cooch Korchmar. Wonder how he got that name. And a guy <laughs> named Paul Stallworth. 
Uh, yeah, it's very smooth. It's very smooth music. It's to me, it's like it's like outdoor air conditioned wallpaper, you know, for your summer <laughs> your summer party. Like you're you're out on the porch with your rich friends. <laughs> I wrote, and this is, we're both right, because I wrote, that guitar solo in the middle is great, sounds like mid-period Steely Dan or Boz Skaggs, great key change, great gliss, my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tomato, tomato, man. But here's the beauty of it. We're both right. We're both right. (laughs) We're both right. Yeah, oh, funny. All right, you flip the record, you get a couple songs from the Stair Steps. The first family of soul. This is a Chicago soul family band. They're laying claim to the family soul band before the Jackson Five uh, with their hit uh, "Ooh Child" in 1970. One of the great quote unquote oldies and or soul song. We're going to classify it. "Ooh Child." That chorus. That the key change for someday, yeah. I mean, that is what I have that 45. That song is best heard on a 45. Like, I, I cannot tell you how much I love that song. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Someday, yeah, we'll put it together and we'll get it That is a good song. And that's when they were called the Five Stair Steps. And then, uh, yeah, later they became more funky. uh, And here we get a couple of those selections, kind of funk, kind of soul, from uh, 1976. You get From Us to You, which is kind of a fun nod to the Beatles. This is a song. That was produced by Billy Preston. And then, yeah, another song called Time, which has that uh, famous Andrew Lloyd Webber descending thing that Pink Floyd did. And uh, I think this is where um, Pink Floyd came up with time from. Yeah, this is where they stole it. <laughs> they stole it a couple years from. after they had released it. 
<laughs> it's how music theft works in the future. The one thing I love about the From Us to You, the Billy Preston produce, I, I don't know if, and I'll get to this at the end. I've, I've got a complaint about this record. I don't know who's playing piano and who's playing organ on this tune, but it's very gospel inspirational. The uh, From Us to You piano and organ is, so, I listened to it twice in a row. It's great. Oh, all right then. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan of the stair steps in this incarnation. Well, I, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I just to me it was like background funk music. I, I didn't. I, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, that's the that's the house band at SNL. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It's not nice. They're great. All those players are a plus top notch players. Yeah. I don't mean to be. A, a D bag. No, you're, I don't think you're a D bag. I think you're just speaking to like when a bunch of people get together and they're all amazing and all accomplished, but it doesn't mean that their music is exactly, you know, moving you like all those all like even with Ringo's all-star band, it's like, Oh, there's that shreddy guitar solo. Great. It does. It's <laughs> cool. Don't you dare disparage eight and a half minute <laughs> Rosanna young man. <laughs> yeah. You passed the guitar center test. To your point, if we're going to talk supergroups for a moment, you and I in our drive listen to some Traveling Well, this isn't Tom Petty who covered Traveling Wilburys at his 97 Fillmore show. And you and I both waxed on for waxed off and waxed on. Yeah, we for about for, painted that fence too. Show me paint the fence. For about five minutes about how the Traveling Wilburys work so well. That like as an as an ego-free supergroup. Yeah. That like those are those are all stars playing together just for the love of the game, and it showed. Yeah, that's different than you know. God bless you, and I love these tours, but you know Sheila E playing glamorous life with Super Tramps, Roger Hudson on guitar, and John Wade on bass. Yeah. Sheila, I mean, she's always fun. That's the, the whole gist of the All Stars is that I will support you to the best of my ability and I expect to be supported by you. And Edgar Winter supported me, I supported him. You know, Rod Argent, Billy Squirt, Richard Marks, you know. We had to really support a lot, I'm afraid, but anyway, there's one in every band. And then Kenny Burke, he went solo. So Kenny Burke is from the Stair Steps, and we get a song from his self-titled debut in 1977. <laughs> Suddenly, it's disco. Now we've got a disco record. Yeah. Now it's 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 kind of disco, and um, I I wrote good random 70s soul is what I wrote for this one. Yeah, I will say I liked I liked his vocal. I thought the vocal was very reminiscent of like Bobby Womack. Like I almost heard there's that song across 110th Street. Across 110th Street. I want to try, I can't the trick on the street. Ooh, baby. 
Yeah, it sounded like he was kind of channeling that Bobby Womack thing, which I, I, I dig. Then we get uh, Henry McCullough, formerly of Wings, kind of that Red Rose Speedway era. Yeah. But he's the guy in Pink Floyd's Money. He speaks on that. Yeah. And, and he put out a record called Mind Your Business in 75, and we get to hear two songs off that. Of uh, ordinary pub rock that you kind of <laughs> swish your butt back and forth to, like you're in a Nair commercial. No, uh, <laughs> no question. Mind your own business. I, in my mind, I was overlaying Move It On Over by George Thorogood, and oh, I hear yeah. you knocking by Dave Edmonds. <laughs> I yeah. was trying to play both those riffs over that song. Yeah, that's what that is. That progression has been played a million times. Well, me and my baby. Going checking out Cause me and my baby's got a license to fight Why don't you mind your own business? Mind your own business Mind your own business Cause if you mind your own business Then you won't be minded by This is Irish Billy Vera and the Beaters <laughs> <laughs> Then we get this kind of strange California band, Jiva They were from San Bernardino <laughs> Which is, you know, de- it sounded derisive. <laughs> I don't know if it was intended that have way. Have you ever been there, man? It's like, uh, I haven't. Uh-uh. it's just inland. It's way inland uh, from LA. So it's east, it's east of LA by like an hour ish. I went and I caught a minor league game in San Bernardino one time. It was pretty cool. That's and, cool. And I almost, I almost volunteered to be, um, Someone that sleeps up in this watchtower and does fire watch for the San Bernardino area up in the mountains. I thought it would be like a cool, like, writer's getaway kind of thing. <laughs> I just never did it. The pandemic hit and I just never did it. <laughs> but I took a brochure. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my requisite research. <laughs> anyway, Jivo, Jiva, not Devo, but Jiva. They Would have, you buy as one of Jiva's <laughs> solo record store day EPs for $21 if Jiva had a solo EP? As long as it's six songs, but it's just two songs, <laughs> then yes, I would. So this is another record from uh, 75, self-titled. Take My Love is the song, and it closes this record. It's kind of anthemic, good time, county fair, rock and roll. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Hand me man. a corn dog and give me, <laughs> let me swish that beer between my teeth. <laughs> Gotta wash that corn dog out. <laughs> yeah, man. Get the corn dog out of my teeth with this, with this watery uh, domestic <laughs> beer.
What did you think of Jiva? Did you like them or what? Uh, yeah, here are my notes on this. Uh, this band sounds like a Bad Finger era power pop. Uh, I love the song. I, I love the bass riff. Nobody would know the difference <laughs> if you stuck this in the middle of the Blues Brothers soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one would know. It could be a, no a mid-album ghost track. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's mixed that way and it sounds that way. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't. The album covers a photo of them shirtless, and like they don't look well. Well, all right. Overall, I give this two fabs. Two fabs. Okay. Two fabs. Was it worth $27.99? Question <laughs> That's your mark. Okay. No. But I have it. Okay. I'm proud to I'm proud to own it. I'll maybe I'll put on side one from time to time. Okay. I'm gonna give it three fabs. <laughs> yeah. Because of its its historical value. It was it's cool to learn a new chapter that a lot of people know that I just didn't know. So that feels good to get like an, an entry into the dark horse stuff. Um I got to be honest about two things here. Number one, there is an iTunes playlist that came out recently called Dark Horse Essentials. And the lead track on Dark Horse Essentials on iTunes is Cracker Box Palace. It's offensive that you don't include even one George Harrison song on here. It makes no sense. And two, much like Early Takes Volume 1, Volume 2 comes out roughly when Mark Lewison's Volume 2 comes out <laughs> after every one of us is dead. Including Mark Lewis and God forbid, if you're listening, Mark, we love you, but let's get going, dude. Time's a ticking. Cue Pink Floyd's time mixed with that other band, too. I can't find the note. The stair steps doing time. Time. Much like Early Takes Volume 1, there's no liner notes. It doesn't tell you anything about when the songs are recorded, yeah. who the personnel is. Yeah. The, the, the lack of any semblance, it, it's, I'm sure Danny, what, God bless you, Danny. I'm sure Danny Harrison was uninvolved in this, but to not give any information on any of the songs, maybe I'm spoiled from the McCartney box set, but release dates, um, who's playing what instrument. That's, it's that like, Come on, man. I'm spending $28 on this. Give me some information. That frustrated me. So three fabs begrudgingly. Thanks a lot. Well, let's talk about this uh, Ringo Starr and his all-star band live at the Greek Theater 2019. So you got it. I, I'm, I'm, it's Yeah, it's double vinyl. It's yellow vinyl. Oh, and look, the dust jacket has some like uh, pictures on it and stuff. Yeah, photos. Yellow vinyl photographs if you will i like the yellow vinyl i don't have a lot of yellow vinyl i don't have a lot of urine colored vinyl at home well you know it's also it's a scratch and sniff vinyl so if you do <laughs> accidentally scratch it it skips and smells like pee they should do that for djs make scratch and sniff records so when they scratch <laughs> on them or whatever they get a little aroma of whatever okay on the count of three we're gonna say our favorite scratch and sniff sticker of all time oh, okay one two three Gasoline. <laughs> I think we've had this discussion before. Of course we have. It's a callback. From dill pickle to toothpaste, bubble gum to baseball glove, scratch and sniff stickers were a total highlight of any good 80s kids sticker album. Do any of them actually still smell like anything? 
totally smells like dill pickle. All right, so who's in the all-star band this time? Of course, we have Ringo on vocals and drums, Steve Lukather from Toto on guitar, Colin Hay from Men at Work on guitar, Hamish Stewart from the Average White Band on bass, guitar, Greg Raleigh. Is it Raleigh or Rolly? I'm not sure. I think it's Raleigh, like Raleigh Polly. Like Raleigh Fingers. Yeah. Raleigh Fingers from the band Santana plays keyboards. <laughs> Warren Ham on sax, Greg Bissonette on drums, and then we get some other guests later on. Uh, at the end, Keltner, I think Edgar Winter comes out, Eric Carmen, it says, Joe Walsh and Nils Lofgren come out at the end, I think, for uh, the with a little help from my friends, I think. I think you got the name of the song wrong. <laughs> right, wait, hold on. Yes, hold on, hold on. It says, <laughs> help from my friends. And the White Album track is called Pass Me By. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently now in 2022... With a little, and don't have been canceled by Ringo. I'm warning you with peace and love. <laughs> yeah, and man. Uh, uh, yeah. May I say something that is going to be controversial, and this is what's going to get shitty iTunes reviews, and that's okay, but, like, I, I'm, I'm obviously to the right of you. Yeah, political warning, so fast forward if you don't want to hear this. I'm to the right of you. I watch a lot of Fox News. And I can say with certainty that war in ham is what Jewish people are doing to Christmas. There is a war on ham. (laughs) (laughs) Wrote that joke eight minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, war in ham. He's tooting away all over this album. (laughs) He sure is. On his uh, saxophone. Uh, Yeah, so this is recorded September 1st of 2019. Ah, to be pre-COVID. Imagine that. So Halcyon days. um, Yeah, it's the halcyon days of the 20s. And uh, yeah, we had no idea what was going to happen. So that's if you're feeling nostalgic for pre-COVID times, uh, this is the record for you. The announcers... <laughs> 18 minutes of cut the cake into Oye Como Va will certainly make you happy. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. So it's a, it's a double album. Uh, first of all, the announcer comes out and he sounds like he works for Nickelodeon. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Ringo Starr and his all-star band. It sounds like Ringo's about to like <laughs> squirt you with like green juice on Double Dare or something. Every, every, every time Ringo enters, he gets slimed. Yeah, he gets slimed. I'm Ringo and I play the drums. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to do a deep, deep dish on this, but no. he comes out, he does a few songs, Matchbox. You know, I love it at the Greek. It don't come easy. Hare Krishna. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> Hare Krishna. He does what goes on. Um, and then he takes these big breaks. So, dude, I have I've never seen Ringo live. <laughs> I, I got to see it. I got to see it. You have to. You have to. And we will the next time he's in town. Yeah. And I'll be getting plenty of beer runs during, you know, all the Toto songs or whatever. But uh, <laughs> like... <laughs> Does he stay on stage for, you know, uh, like it goes into evil ways for it's four minutes of evil ways, eight minutes and 19 seconds of Rosanna. <laughs> oh, my God. Nearly seven minutes of pick up the pieces by the uh, average white band. Then and then we get actually my favorite stuff on this whole record is the men at work stuff. Like Colin Hay still oh, has the same voice. Hey, it's man, great. I, I'm with you. And uh, I've seen Ringo with Colin Hay before. 
And these are some of the best Colin Hay performances in All-Star Band. I think the other Colin Hay one that's been released. I'm weird. I love the All-Star Band CDs. I've got all of them. I know them all pretty well. I'm weird. I've seen a bunch of the shows. And like the Colin Hay one in, in, in 03 that had like John Waite. And Sheila E was in that one too. I'm forgetting who else was in that one. Um, this is this one's way better. And in fact, the version of that 2003 when I jotted this down, I went back and listened, which is so fun. Uh, in Down Under, he sets the audience up. I said, "Hey man, are you trying to tempt me?" And then he goes, "Are you ready?" And nobody will you hear one voice going. Because I come from the land of plenty. No one in the audience knows what Colony is prompting them to do. I said to the man, are you trying to touch me? Are you ready? But yeah, the Colin Hay stuff's great. I mean, it's Tony, I've seen him a bunch and it's really, really weird. This album is reflective of that for obvious reasons, given Ringo's age. Let me say top line. This is the thinnest his voice sounds, certainly in the songs like he did What Goes On on that 08 uh, album, and he's been doing Yellow Submarine and all these other songs since the um, the first All-Star Band shows. His voice really has sound, he sounds like Grandpa singing, and the tempos, boys, is too slow, and even Yellow Submarine is too slow, uh, I Want to Be Your Man is slow, it, it, I'm thrilled I have this, but it kind of frustrated the shit out of me listening to it. There were moments, because, yeah, like those songs I just listed, Evil Ways, Rosanna, Pick Up the Pieces, and Down Under, that's four songs, that's nearly 25 minutes of music and you don't hear Ringo. There was a moment, and I, I did, where I was like, what is the, who's got the most real estate on this record? I was like, is this a Toto record or is this a, a Ringo record? Um, my, so my question to you is like when they're doing these sets of songs where he's not singing, is he playing drums or something or does he just yes. take off? Ringo is okay. usually, there's a middle of the show part that in one show I saw was um, Greg Lake doing Carnival 9 with Howard Jones nailing the keyboard solo, by the way. And that's one of the weirdest sentences. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. But right. that's life of the all-star band, man. Like, Yeah. It's um, like a car that had, you know, it's a blue car, but it's got a red door and a yellow trunk. Right. You know, it's been to Victory Auto Records. <laughs> You know, (laughs) only at a Ringo show, you never save more money. That just combined two (laughs) Chicago advertisements in one. I I haven't seen the video, but the point in the show where Ringo would usually leave is after Yellow Submarine, that cut the cake, Black Magic Woman 16 minutes would be where Ringo goes off stage. For most of the other time, he's playing secondary drums with Greg Bissonette. Okay. Okay. Or whomever is playing drums when it was Sheila E., etc. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th- so some fun moments. Like, I mean, do- uh, excuse me. I was going to say, don't pass me by. Uh, excuse me. Pass me by. Pass me by. <laughs> Starts Why? off with a shambolic piano intro. They get all off time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ringo's, he, that's Ringo playing. He I goes to the piano, plays it, I and figured. he's so off. I've heard him do it a couple times. It's on record of him doing it. That VH1 show, I think. He's done it a few times. And uh, <laughs> he's so off. Listen for your footsteps. But they don't arrive Waiting for you not, dear On my old front door I don't hear it Does it mean you love me any? Thank you! The 
audience like saves him, bails him out of that. <laughs> totally. Somehow the audience was on the right beat for once. The audience <laughs> had it right. Totally. Uh, I like in Yellow Submarine, he's like, Captain Hamish, where are we heading? Hamish, Captain Hamish, where are we heading? Los Angeles! Every one of us is all we need. Sky blue, sea of green, in our yellow submarine. Hey, we all live in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, there is a version of Yellow Submarine that Ringo does live in. This might be the, the. There's a Ringo live CD, my friend. That's the one CD that was ever issued on the Blockbuster Video Records label, and it's Ringo and the All Star Band, Whoa. and it's on, it's on Blockbuster. <laughs> Such a funny thing to say. Blockbuster. Make it a Blockbuster night. Ringo's record labels, Koch and Blockbuster and <laughs> Boys. Oh, and Ed Koch had a record label. I remember that. Pre um, People's Court. Right. Post New York mayoralship. Yeah. It was People's in between. <laughs> but whoever, it may be the whiter shade of pale guy, Gary Brooker, I don't remember, but in yellow, yeah. my favorite live version in Yellow Submarine. So they're singing the chorus. They go, We all live in it. And the piano's going. Like a ragtime. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and this one is not that. I feel like the tempo's too slow, and every time in the middle, all the spoken stuff, it just Ringo fucking around. <laughs> Which he has the right to do. Like, <laughs> I, I, it makes it more interesting than if he were to do it, you know, right? Paint by numbers and must say the line from the song. You know what I mean? That's kind yes. of fun. And we don't need to patch this into Don't Pass Me By, Tony, but I would f- be remiss to not mention right now that he breaks after he sings, You were in a car crash and you lost your hair. He starts laughing. You were in a car crash and you lost your hair. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one to laugh <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Toto's Africa. So I, I'm trying to break this reputation I have for like, I love saxophone. So the saxophone, <laughs> Warren Ham's endless fucking saxophone solo in Africa, not my thing. Work to do by the average white band. Oh, I was like, what? I would be like, what <laughs> show am I at right now? That's what I'm saying. It's like, here's Super Tramp's Dreamer, followed by Sheila E. doing a love bazaar. It's the strangest thing you've yeah. ever seen. Um, yeah. I, here's the thing, though. You know, much like Henry McCullough on the George Harrison thing, 
Hamish Stewart is a massive part of the, what, four Paul McCartney albums? Flowers in the Dirt, Tripping the Live Fantastic, Off the Ground, and Paul is Live has Hamish, and a lot of the B-sides has Hamish Stewart's voice, and Unplugged, Hamish Stewart. Hamish Stewart does Ain't No Sunshine and Unplugged, where Paul plays drums, (laughs) and like, like Linda's on tuba, and everything's just (laughs) insane, you know, like. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Paul talks a lot and his biographers talk a lot about how the band he's been with for the last 20 years is like his best band since the Beatles. And I always wonder if the Hamish Stewart's and um, not Robbie Robertson, but Robbie, Robbie McIntosh and a Blair Cunningham or Chris Witten look at that and think like, well, that fucking sucks. We got Paul's ass back on the road for those two massive tours. We were great too. I always wonder if his touring bands from 89 to 93 are, are uh, bitter by that. Like you, Hamish. And Robbie on piano, of all people. Well, I added up all the real estate on the album, TJ, on this double live album. Uh, you do get 41 minutes and 19 seconds of Ringo. <laughs> Clocking in at second place, you get 18 minutes and 54 seconds of Toto. So <laughs> nearly 20 minutes of Toto on this. Santana gets 17 minutes and 21 seconds. Average white band just under with 17 minutes and 12 seconds. And then men at, all the Men at Work songs add up to 14 minutes and 6 seconds. So it is, in fact, a Ringo album. Despite what your ears think during the seventh minute of Rosanna. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't mind Toto. I mean, you know, there's... I like that song. The, yeah, yeah. Hold the Line's got a great riff. You're right. I do like those songs. I would get a beer during the average white band. Uh, after Pick Up the Pieces, whatever their next one is, if they do Cut the Cake, I, I'm getting a beer. I'm cut. <laughs> Cut, cut the cake, my God. I'm going to cut the song from my life and go freshen up. I, I like work to do, but I like the original work to do was the Isley Brothers, I Correct. think. Correct, yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite. Is that early 70s? When is yeah, early, I think when it's is work to like 70. I want to say 72, yeah. Yeah, right around there. That's one so. of the great soul tunes of all time. Well, yeah, I, I listened to it while watching football last night or whatever, and it, yeah, it's enjoyable. I I, I didn't hate it. Uh, there are a lot of songs I've heard too much, so like Oye Como Va, like I don't ever need to hear that song again. I worked rock radio; I'd never need to hear that song in it's my life. It's not a bad reading of it. It's 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 like nothing except Ringo's piano is sloppy. I give the performers a ton of credit. It's a very tight musical record. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's boring. Like it doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, great. You guys you, sh- you should be competent. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. I said one and a half fabs for me on on that live record. Uh, I'm going to give it 3 fabs because it exists. And uh let's favorite Colin Hay song on 3 on oh, this album. Yeah, okay. 1 2 3 Overkill. overkill. <laughs> hey, right. I love that song anyway. I Especially 
that's my favorite moment of this record was Colin yeah. Hayes overkill. And Warren Ham's great in that one. That's Warren Ham never overstays his welcome in in the overkill with Ringo on drums. That's true. That's true. Yeah, because Men at Work songs are like three minutes or whatever. You know, it's just like Ringo yeah. songs are three minutes. No one's shouting out. Warren Ham, <laughs> <laughs> musical guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get sloppy. Here's Ringo Starr. <laughs> this is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. Peace and love, peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. Nipsey, what do you say? If you owe too much on your American Express and your Diners Club bill is too large, take a loan on your Bank America card and pay it off with your master charge. Good night.